Before we get to our guest, I want to talk about our NOAA subscription. CD Media is not just a local news company. We're not just a military company. We're not even just a national company. CDM is a global news organization that has reporters from the Middle East to Eastern Europe to the Balkans to Asia to Latin America to the United States. Put us in your daily scan and get the news, tip of the spear news from around the world. I know that people don't like ads, however. They don't like pop-up ads on their phone. They don't like to see ads on the websites. But you know what? We have to make money. Seriously, we have to support ourselves, and that's one of the ways we do it. However, if you don't like ads, you can sign up for our NOAD subscription. And guess what? You get access to our dozen newspapers around the world, our dozen news organizations, and you get access to all this quality, high-quality content. So, so give us a few bucks, sign up for your NOAD subscription, and you'll get access to all of the sites with a block on the ads, and you'll be very happy. And now let's get to our guest. It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. So welcome back to Information Operation. We're back with uh, former Lieutenant Colonel Brad Miller, U.S. Army. He was uh, he was a former battalion commander, right, Brad? And That's right. What what uh, branch were you in? So I was, uh, yeah, so Army Battalion Commander. Specifically, mm -hmm. I was an engineer officer in, mm -hmm. uh, in the Army. I was a battalion commander in the 101st Airborne Division mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. time that the, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine mandate was implemented. And you fought that and you since left the Army. And uh, so, wow, the whole vax thing in the military is really coming back to light, right? I mean, there's still persecutions, but people are also, I guess, fighting it tooth and nail, trying to hold military officers accountable. Do you want to go into that a little bit before we move on to something else? Yeah, so uh, that, that's right. So I was, uh, I was a battalion commander on mm -hmm. Fort Campbell, Kentucky with the 101st Airborne Division. I had just taken command about two months before the, the mandate was implemented. Long story short, I was relieved of command. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a couple of months later, when I realized that the, the military was not going to walk this back, they were not going to come to their senses, as it were. That's when I decided I just you know, couldn't do this anymore, resigned and figured out, you know what, if I'm going to uphold my oath to the Constitution and actually fight for, for what's right mm -hmm. and fight for our country, I'm going to have to do it out of uniform. Not sure I could still do it from within uniform. So yeah. here we are. But, uh, but you're right. People are still fighting. Um, we are doing everything we can. I would say those of us who are still in this fight, we realize that if we're going to move forward and somehow be victorious, we're going to have to try and, and, and rectify what has just been done. So it's, it's not just about, hey, from this point forward, we'll do the right thing. Yeah, no, this is about <laughs> figuring out how we got here, demanding accountability. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that's got to be done to to fix where we're at. I mean, there was a uh, report that came out yesterday on Breitbart that a West Point professor and I think a, a flag officer in the Army was 
going after some civilians or, or former members because of some mean tweets or something like that. I mean, there's some real nefarious activity going on in DOD, man. I tell you, the more that we uncover, we just we just have to ask ourselves, how did we even get here? I mean, what are yeah. the 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 incremental things that happened along the way for us to get to where we are now? And I I sometimes jokingly say, you know, who needs who needs external threats and enemies when we've got a uh, general officer, general and flag officers like these within the mm -hmm. ranks that are doing more to destroy our military from within, you know? Yeah, no kidding. So you're moving on to some other things. What, what, what is Brad Miller up to now? Yeah. So, you know, still very much in the fight for truth, still very mm -hmm. much in the, uh, in the fight to get the word out. So uh, I've recently started doing some work with um, James Lyons Weiler, who does a couple of things. One, he's got a, a science research organization that, uh, that he's been a part of or that he started a couple of years ago. He himself is a, a former academic. So came from that world, has since then started doing his own thing. But as a part of his organization, he also has this online learning community mm -hmm. that is just a great resource. So it's called IPAC EDU. IPAC is um, IPAK, so the, the mm -hmm. Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge. And the mm -hmm. website is just IPAC-EDU.org. But it's um, very simply stated, it is an online learning community for people who are interested in their own education. And so what this involves is if you go to the website, or over 30 courses listed there. Um, a lot of them are scientific in nature. So courses on biology, courses mm -hmm. on genetics, courses on vaccines, et cetera. Um, and the reason is because, so James Lyons Weiler himself has been one of these individuals who coming from a science background, he looked at what was going on with a, a lot of these mandates or the, or the COVID-19 vaccination program and actually said, hey, if we're following the science, none of what we're doing actually makes sense, right? Yeah. If, if we're going to follow the science, you know, then, you know, what are we doing? So um, but people who are interested in taking charge of their own education and maybe have become um, maybe a little bit disillusioned with your your brick and mortar mm -hmm. institutions out there, um, but still very much understand, hey, there are a lot of things in the world that I, I want to be smarter at. Or I want to understand or hey, I still want to continue my education. You know, this is a, a great resource for people to do that. So they can go to the website, again, just uh, ipac-edu.org, and they'll find about 30, 30 courses there. But me specifically, um, when, uh, when James and I started talking, we started talking about ways I might be able to come on board and help expand the, the type of courses that are being taught, look for some other instructors, other courses, maybe outside of those scientific disciplines that we can also offer. Well, but then- I, um, I decided that, you know, I too would teach a course. So history, military, what, what, what well, do you think? All, all types. I mean, we're looking yeah. for individuals who uh, are interested in a variety of topics to teach anything. I mean, so it could mm -hmm. be various history courses. We've even thought about maybe like a, like a strategy course. Um, yeah. I mean, we've looked at maybe teaching uh, courses on homesteading, whatever people are interested in yep. and that we can find the right person to teach. And the right person to teach is not necessarily the person that has a lot of letters after that name. It could be. And, and in a lot of cases it is, but it doesn't have to be, you know, there are plenty of other people that have sure. the expertise and the qualifications to be able to teach these, uh, these courses that other people can learn from. So, so I think I met him, uh, at a uh, children's children's health defense event. Um, recently uh, with Bobby Kennedy. You see that, that is certainly yeah. likely. Yeah. 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 So, 
Um, what's your, what does your customer base look like? I mean, who, who is your typical student? Yeah. You know, great question. So I, I'm still kind of, kind of learning that too. And we'll, we'll know more once I start with my course, but, um, yeah, typically any adult learner from a variety of educational, uh, backgrounds who is interested in a specific topic. So if it's going to be one, if it's going to be a, a genetics course, for example, there's a genetics course that's going to, going to be taught starting in a couple of weeks. That's going to be somebody who at least has at least a certain background in biology. Now I don't have yeah. a PhD or a master's in biology, but they probably are a person who is at least at the undergrad level had uh, some introductory level courses in biology. I'm just using that as an example. Right, right. But there are other courses where in terms of formal education above the high school level, that would not necessarily be a huge uh a huge requirement, but when in, when individuals go to the site and they check out specific courses, it will list what are the uh, kind of what level that course is at and what some of the prerequisites are mm -hmm. for an individual mm -hmm. to know if that course is right for them or if another course offered on the website would be more appropriate to take first and then move into another course that might be a little bit more specific or a little bit higher level, et cetera. You know, I was talking to my daughter. She's turning 15 soon uh, recently. And I, I told her, you know, all of our institutions have been captured. I said, you got to take charge of your own education. I mean, you got to start reading, you know, read the Russian classics, read, you know, all the, you know, the, the Western great literature and, and educate yourself. I mean, is that kind of what you're telling these customers, you know, people to, you know, get involved and take charge of your own education? Exactly. So take yeah. charge of your own education. And you just brought up a great point, one that I'm passionate about, which is, mm -hmm. hey, we need people to read more. So the specific yeah. course that I'm going to be teaching is called Literature as Resistance. And um, wow. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a PhD in literature. I'm just a guy who likes to read. I consider myself to be a, a pretty analytical reader. But what I think uh, I have when it comes to being able to read this stuff is um, maybe just my worldview, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the the... The course that I've designed, so again, it's called Literature as Resistance. And then the subtitle that we put on it is Recognizing, Unmasking, and Countering Totalitarian Tendencies. So what we're going to do is wow. we're going to go through some of these books that are kind of considered to be the, you know, the canon of, uh, of dystopian literature. You know, that's your 1984, your Brave New World, Fahrenheit yep. 451, et cetera. A lot of these books that a lot of Americans have either, they're, they're aware of because you know, like the term big brother from 1984 just yeah. exists in the cultural milieu. Some people have read it. A lot of people have never read it. Um, or if they've read, you used to have to read it in high school, I guess not anymore. But. Yeah. I don't think so anymore, you know, yeah. or, or let's assume people did read it in high school, but they haven't read it since, you know, maybe yeah. 20, 30 years later, they haven't read it since. So what we can do is, Hey, let's go back through this book that maybe someone read a long time ago and has maybe a superficial understanding of the narrative but let's dig into it. And the reason that we're going to read these is because we're going to use those books uh, and some of the some of the forewarnings, some of the insight in those books mm -hmm. as an interpretive lens to understand what's going on around us right wow. now. Pretty I mean, powerful. let's just be let's just be frank. Why do we need to read books like that? Yeah. You know, some of these books are written 100 years ago, like, uh, you know, Brave New World was written in 1932. Yeah, um, there's a Russian novel that a lot of Americans are not familiar with that we're going to take a look at. It's called We Just W.E. Yep. I know it so, well. Yeah, so this book was written um, in the early 1920s and mm -hmm. uh, was published in English first because it couldn't be published in the Soviet Union. It wasn't published in Russian until decades later, but it was published in 1924 in English 
And even though a lot of uh, Westerners are not super familiar with it, George Orwell was. So he was yeah. influenced by that book before he wrote, um, you know, 1984. So we're going to we're going to dig into some of these books and see what we can pull. So, again, we can use these as a lens to better understand our world right now in 2023. The whole Bolshevik experience and what that created in literature and around it, you know, on Rand and all of that. I mean, it's just a wealth of information that Americans are simply clueless about. At least You're exactly right. Are. Yeah. You're exactly right. So, um, so, uh, so your customer base is mostly adult is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So uh -huh. that's kind of who we're, um, who we're, we're, it, it's kind of an adult learning platform. Um, mm -hmm. If you had a very bright younger student, potentially uh, could they, could they join in and, and would they be able to benefit from it? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But, but yeah. I would say generally speaking, the, the uh, it's oriented towards adult learners. What do you guys have plans for the future? What's the long-term, uh, you know, vision? Yeah. So the long-term vision is to grow uh, and offer as broad a base as we can. So we are, so for example, if there are people mm -hmm. out there who are interested in this, you know, they can, they can contact me and, you know, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a link that people can contact me at and, mm -hmm. um, and, and just let me know. So it, for example, if someone said, Hey, I have something that I'm passionate about and that I have a certain level of expertise in that mm -hmm. I think is important for others. Maybe I could put together a course and teach it. We're absolutely looking for those, for those individuals. So what kind of course are we looking for? The course that is important for people to take the knowledge from. doesn't matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so, how, so you have a, a variety of subjects, I guess, at this point. Yeah. So we've got, so it started, and this just goes back to James Lansweiler himself mm -hmm. being a science guy. Mm -hmm. So it started um, with a lot of science disciplines. You know, you had your biology courses, you know, kind of like I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And it started branching out from there. And he started teaching courses, but then he started bringing in other individuals. Um, one of the first ones that diverged from the scientific disciplines was a, um, a couple of law courses. So, for example, there's a course there taught by a law professor, and it's called... Um, constitutional law boot camp. And there's mm -hmm. another one that is history of law in the West. And then uh, some other forays kind of outside of the hard sciences were. Uh, Sorry. Let me get rid of that telegram. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like some intro psychology courses. Uh, one of them, interestingly enough, is called how not to be fooled. You know, that's a, that's a course that is, that is offered, which I think is, is almost great. Like as uh maybe as an introductory course to the one that I'm going to be teaching, because I do think, I, first of all, I just love the title of that course and, and kind of the concept behind it because. Yeah. Like, so I do mean, I. What, what, I mean, what have we seen the last couple of years? I and mean, let's just be honest with ourselves. Right. It's very obvious what's going on for sure. But what else should people know about this? Yeah. So what I would tell people is, um, Hey, just go check out the website, you know, and, and, and see uh, what they think they might be interested in first and foremost, as a prospective student. But mm -hmm. then if they believe that they there's something that they could teach, by all means, you know, they can they can get in touch with us. And I'll tell you. So, um, you know, I still do my writing. Last time I was on, I told you about that. And on my mm -hmm. writing uh, where I write at my sub stack, which, again, is just my name and then the number 10. So just mm -hmm. Brad Miller one zero dot substack dot com. But I've written about some of these courses. People can easily find me there and just comment on the courses and then uh, you know, um, they can contact me there and, and, you know, we can talk more about it, but, but also the easiest way is there's a way to go into the website and, and also inquire about different courses. 
And, and that website for the courses is, again, ipac-edu.org. And IPAC is I-P-A-K for the Institute of Pure and Applied Knowledge. Excellent. Well, why don't we, uh, as you guys grow, we'll have you back and, and talk more about it and what directions you're going in and all that stuff. That's fascinating because I do believe people really need to educate themselves because what we have now in the public schools is, and even the private schools in many cases is, is garbage. So yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Brad. Appreciate it. Hey, you. thanks so much uh, for having me on. Great to talk right, to you yeah. again. You bet. Take care.